0: Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Eric Akutagawa, and if the last name sounds familiar, perhaps you know my mother, Shizuko, who's been a prominent figure on the Nichigo side for many years. I grew up at Peninsula Church, well, back when it was just Peninsula Free Methodist Church, back in the 70s and 80s. I uh, have many memories, and I guess this is a good opportunity as any to say thank you to the many people who came through Peninsula Church and were part of my spiritual journey. Uh, So I remember many uh, youth group meetings or children's ministry meetings, uh, Hume Lake, Broomball, all these events uh, culminating into where I am now. Uh, Would not be here without those experiences. So thank you to many of you, too many names to mention. Uh, some of which are now up in heaven uh, rejoicing with the Lord. So uh, thank you to all of you. And here I am uh, going full circle. So I'm here to introduce you to Baja missions. And let me share my screen.
1: There
0: we go. So Baja Missions uh, is is a group that I am now a part of. Um, Just to give you a little bit of background for myself, I never felt the calling to go into missions. And in fact, if you have gone on missions, uh, and if you're in the chat or if you're in the comments on the YouTube feed, go ahead and put down where you've gone on missions. I'd love to find out. Um, But otherwise, again, speaking for myself, I never felt the calling to go on missions. I'm not a big traveler. I really enjoy being at home, sleeping in my bed, watching my TV. Uh, So I never felt called or or led to go on missions at all. Uh, Then let's see, when I was in my 30s or so, I had a discipler mentor who was really big into missions. And he told me something that resonated with me. And he said, you really need to experience God in other countries because God is, you'll, you'll experience God differently. Uh, you won't have, uh, I guess, the American culture to, to really shape uh, your, your worship experience. So that's something that stuck with me. And then my wife, Linda, who is a pastor at Venice Free Methodist Church, uh, got this opportunity to go to Baja. And how we got connected with Baja is really her story. It, it is really a God thing that involves really a, a, a stranger uh, connecting us to the group. And we jumped in, uh, brought our children, and went on our first missions trip back in, I believe that was 2016. And loved it. My wife joined the leadership team soon thereafter, and then about a year or two after that, I joined. So we are now part of the leadership for Baja Missions, and now I have the opportunity to share it with you. Uh, if so, here is Mexico, and if you see the three dots down there at the bottom, those are places where we find a lot of people migrate from. So we minister in this area called Maniadero, which is up here in the upper left which is about uh, two and a half hours south of the border between Mexico and the U.S. so we get these people who migrate from these uh, areas down below and they follow the work they're migrant farmers some of them are not even uh, Spanish-speaking Mexican they are native mexican who speak a language called mixteco uh, similar to our native americans and the languages they speak Uh, so if i go closer up here this is a zoom in of that uh, you are here so you see uh, where it says baja bound and that you are here that's uh, the beach house that's where we stay those are accommodations and then the circle is the maniadero area that is the area where we serve and if we zoom in even closer this is pretty much what it looks like it's agricultural uh dirt roads and as you will see this is kind of typical of the housing that these families live in Uh, there's no paved streets there's no electricity no running water uh, if you see off to the right, that is basically their bathroom, which is a hole in the ground. Uh, most of them are tarped to protect against the elements, and that's about it. Uh, here's an example of some of the families. You will see a lot of pallets, and as I mentioned, tarps to cover. Uh, here's another family that we built for, and here's an example of what it looks like inside dirt floors and just um, uh, you know, no as i said no electricity so there's no refrigerator no uh, there's no stoves no nothing like that and here's a video that we took uh, from our past preview trip and i'll talk about that later but it kind of shows you uh, a look around of what a typical house looks like so let's take a look here <laughs>
1: so we could hear. I Can you am video? taking video right now. Listen to the wind in there.
0: So that's kind of an example of what the homes are like on the inside. So an article came out, this was uh, was last year, uh, talked about how a lot of the issues that uh, some of these uh, developing countries are having have to do with uh, gastrointestinal and uh, respiratory infections and issues due to living on dirt floors. And in Manadero, we have a data point that 1.7%, so 17 out of every 1,000 children under the age of four will die due to issues from sleeping on a dirt floor. Uh, To put it in a little bit of perspective, I just checked real quick what our COVID numbers are. Uh, Currently, well, last I checked, we're at 1.5% of National. So there are actually more children in this many community who pass away from uh, lung and um, uh, digestive issues uh, than nationally we have with with COVID. Um, So as a response to that, there's a church in Redondo Beach uh, called Journey South Bay And they sent a team down in 2008 as a ministry for Journey South Bay, and they built two houses to try and get these children off of dirt floors. Since 2008, Baja Missions has developed and and, uh, progressed in terms of really being more of a a full-fledged organization and ministry unto itself. So now... Uh, In October, what we do is we go down and and what we call the the visioning trip, we will go and meet six, seven, eight families, listen to their stories and and see their situations. And then we will rank them in terms of need and their situation, uh, number of children, etc. And we have an opportunity to pray for them. Because we don't want to be a A group that just comes in builds a house and says, thank you, goodbye, we want to actually integrate with them on a relational level, we want to share Jesus with them. So as we rank them depending on the size of our build team and the size of how much uh, funding we're able to raise we're able to start building them a home. Uh, And out there again no electricity, we do bring out some gas generators. But for the most part it's just going to be hand tools and we will start building them at home Uh, and as you see there it's just a concrete slab we will play with the children this is a really big thing it's it's uh, one of our our pillars is that we are not just coming to build the house we want to create relationships part of that a lot of that has to do with the children and something that we've been a proponent of is if you come on this trip, and you don't pick up a hammer at all, but you meet with the families, you meet with the children, you are doing what you're supposed to do. Some of us, like myself, are not very good with little kids. So I do, but we need people who integrate with the families and play with the children. We do uh, a VBS there as well. So we will have 20 or 30 kids uh, playing games, And learning about Jesus. So eventually the house gets built. It's only 16 by 24 feet, I believe. So roughly 380 square feet. So this entire house, which is just two bedrooms with a lofted space and a little living area. There's no kitchen, no bathrooms, uh, no plumbing. We wire it uh, just for the moment when electricity does get up there. Um, but basically, yeah, 380 square feet or so. It's about the size of most American master bedrooms. Uh, once the home is done, then we have an opportunity to dedicate the home. This is really a great experience. We get to pray for the family, pray for the home, uh, and and really, we want just a moment to be able to really give the family. Um, well, actually during the diamond dedication, we share. We, we actually um, share with them how the experience has been from us. And then we give the opportunity for the, for the homeowner uh, to be able to share from their side as well. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about more on that later. Uh, so back in 2019, we had built by that point over 45 homes. Uh, and 2019 was a big year. That was obviously the year before the pandemic we sent a team of about 85 people. And you will see people from uh, little children. Uh, This year, in particular, we had a seven-year-old and a few 10-year-olds, all the way up to, um, we have a few 60-year-olds who come on, on the bill. So all ages, all sizes, all skill levels. Baja Bound. Okay, so I talked about Baja missions, which is separate than Baja Bound. Baja Bound, is the sending organization. And they will take any group, right? So they're a Christian organization. So obviously it, it fits that churches and Christian organizations, fellowships will connect with Baha Bound. And then Baja Bound takes care of everything, all logistics, all materials, tools. They have interpreters, they will take care of your housing, food, everything they just need willing people um so that that's the difference we are partners with Baha Bound okay so that's so we have Baha missions which is the group that I'm a part of and we partner with Baha Bound and we depend on them to be our boots on the ground and take care of everything and we just provide the people and the funding so in the 13 years that Baja Bound has been in existence, they've built over 300 homes. Uh, as I said, mostly Christian organizations, but not necessarily. Uh, I've been down there uh, a few times independently from, from our builds. And there have been groups from, uh, there was one woman who brought, she was, she was a, uh, like a VP of finance or something. And she brought her entire accounting department uh, and they did it as a team building activity. Or uh, another time, there was a grandmother from Arizona who, for her birthday, wanted to build a home and bless a family. So she had an entire uh, family, her children, her grandchildren, some extended family and friends came out and they built a home. So any groups out there, you can connect with Baja Bound and you can do a build. This is the leadership team for Baja Bound. So a few people I wanna point out. So on the left with the baseball cap and the glasses there, that is Ernesto, Ernesto Astorga. So he is the director of Baja Missions, and he is also on the board for Baja Bound. Because of that, he is able to give really quick feedback to Baja Bound in terms of places where maybe we can tweak this or improve that, uh, and we're able to make quick changes. And then on the far right is uh, his wife, Marilyn, who is also part of the Baja Missions leadership. The other person I want to point out is up top, pointing at the camera. That is John Rose. John Rose is the one uh, who had the vision for Baja Bound. It started out as a ministry of his church. He was a pastor at a church in Chula Vista, which is just south of San Diego, just north of the border. Uh, As a pastor of this church, he had the vision to start Baja Bound. And then a few years ago, he stepped down from being a pastor and now runs Baja Bound full time. If you go to the Baja Bound house, you will see this, which is a kind of a a pictorial overview of what your week will be like. Um, Just as you see there, you'll be building houses. For social services, uh, they have a community center. Um, You can also connect with, we went to a a migrant camp, which was uh, a tremendous experience to be able to to feed uh, and clothe some of these these families there. Um, Tacos and food, we get fed very, very well. It's probably one of the few missions trips that you may actually gain weight because they feed you so well. Uh, And then finally, as mentioned before, the house dedication. All right, so this is the logo for Baja Education Initiative. So Baja Bound, after building homes for a few years, found out that some of the children of the families that they were building for were eventually requesting homes to be built for them. One of the visions for Baja Bound was to break the cycle of poverty, and they found out providing a home was not enough. So they started the Baja Education Initiative, and here they're able to identify certain children who are interested in learning, are high achievers, they just don't have the means. Now, in Mexico, even though it's public education, there's still a cost, you still have to pay for uniforms, obviously the supplies, um, but it is not truly free. So, as such, Baja Education Initiative or BEI offers scholarships. Now, this is roughly the cost of uh, each type of school. And as you see, there's a jump between elementary and middle. Now, $50 for us, especially those of you in the Bay Area, if you work in tech, you make $50 probably making your coffee. Uh, But $50 for a migrant farmer as you'll find out later on, is a tremendous amount. To be able to save that is almost unfathomable to them. Also, at the middle school level, most children are now big and strong enough that they can actually go out and work the fields and make an income for the family. So most parents will, at that point, make the decision that their children will not be going to school anymore, but will be working the. In the, in the in the farm and at that point you obviously increase the risk tremendously of continuing the cycle of poverty so BEI or Baja education comes in and says we will scholarship your kids so part of that <clears throat> is providing backpacks and supplies this is a huge one a few years ago they started a an education center uh and obviously with the pandemic everything went online well how are you supposed to do school online when you don't have electricity you don't, definitely don't have a computer some of the uh, new families will now have a phone but if you have two three four six seven kids how do you then have them do online school with one phone, okay? So we offer this opportunity for them to be able to do their schooling. Some of these ladies may actually be moms learning how to also be on the internet. Again, all new for them. Part of being a BEI scholarship recipient at the high school and the college level is you are required to mentor the younger and upcoming generation. This is huge. This system is a a game changer also because these children will be under tremendous challenge in their classrooms. They will be competing against children who may have more advantage than they do and they will get discouraged. And as such, they can now have a mentor who can then say, I did it. This is what I did. You can do it too, okay? So that type of support is available to these kids who go through the scholarship program. And then obviously, eventually we want them to graduate, but obviously that is on them. They need to do the work. We just help them out. Also something that Baja education does is give them exposure to higher education. Most of them don't even know what college is. They don't even know it exists, just a few miles up the road. So they do a tour of the local college. And these are some photos of that. Now, this was a striking image. Um, maybe those of you who have access to the chat or comments in, on the, the live YouTube feed, <clears throat> why don't you comment? Like, what do you think is going on here? Why do you think these, these young ladies have this reaction? What is going on? Uh, you know, my facetious side thought, okay, maybe somebody farted or passed gas in this place, but no, this is, they are having this reaction because this is their first time being in an elevator. Okay. So these girls who are in high school had never been in an elevator before, and this is their reaction. Okay. So you think about where they grew up in and, and what that situation is like, anytime there is a second story, it's always staircase. So this is their first experience being in an elevator. Uh, this is one of the BEI recipients, Monica. She's on the left. This is from her journal. Now, if you can read through this really quick, she basically goes through her workday and she says that she has to work the fields and she has to put bunches of flowers together. And for a hundred bunches, she earns 20 pesos. Last time I checked, the conversion rate is about 96 cents per 20 pesos. So we'll say a dollar. Okay, so she gets about a dollar for 100. She needs to cut 400 bunches a day to help her parents. So that's about $4 a day. So you remember when we talked about the jump from elementary to middle school being $50, when you make $4 a day, you know, you can, and then you have to pay for food and, and whatever necessities you have. Uh, $50 is a tremendous amount. Uh, here's a photo of what her hands look like after a day of working. So what Baja Missions does, we fundraise, we will uh, build the homes for the families. And then we set aside a certain amount to be able to support the Baja Education Initiative. And you can see here the number of scholarships and which uh, level school uh, we support. Now, you're probably wondering, well, do you just give the money and that's it? Uh, Does it just go into a black hole? And no, this is actually the best part. This is the part that I absolutely love because you meet when you, you go to Baja and you do these builds with Baja Bound, you get the opportunity to meet people like Dr. Carla. Now, Dr. Carla was one of the first scholarship recipients. She was identified early as being a high achiever. She got excellent grades, but like many of those children, she was sitting on a dirt floor during her homework by candlelight. Ma Education came in and said, we would like to scholarship your child. She obviously took it and did amazing things. She graduated from high school, college, medical school she did some of her training in the united states and then has returned back into the Maniadero community where she helps run a clinic as part of a ministry Uh, an amazing woman i got to meet her the uh, first year we went on on uh, our baja mission incredibly humble woman Uh, and she obviously it kind of remains like the uh, the pinnacle <laughs> of what the Baha'i Education Initiative does. Um, this is Jahir. Uh, that's him in the upper left and I put an arrow in these other photos. Okay, so this is him um, getting into college. And then there's a, a, a t-shirt there where we want to break the cycle of poverty through education. So Jahir now is part of the Baja Bound build team and part of the leadership team. Uh, And then he was actually one of the project managers on one of our builds this past week when I was just down there. Now, if the other guys seem familiar, the guys who flank him, that's because if you go back to the picture that I showed earlier, they're also part of the Baja Bound leadership. They were also scholarshiped and are now part of Baja Bound leadership. The guy on the far right, that is Pancho or Francisco. Uh, He was also a scholarship recipient and now he is an entrepreneur. He runs a coffee shop in Ensenada. This is Juanita. Uh, That is her as a little child on the left. And this is in 2019 on the right with her siblings. So Juanita came in in 2019 and shared with us. Uh, At this point, she was still in high school. And she told the story of when she was a child, she wanted to go to school, but her dad said, we can't afford to send you to school. So she negotiated with her father and got him to agree, okay, if you want to go to school, you still need to take care of your younger two siblings because mom and dad need to go work the fields to make money for the family to feed us. So that's what she did. She got up early in the morning. She would pack diapers, baby formula. She would take both of her kids to school, ride the bus. Uh, Her teachers knew her her situation. So uh, it was not unheard of for a teacher to be holding the the youngest, uh, the younger daughter while teaching. Uh, While the kids were playing, Juanita was changing diapers and and feeding a bottle to her younger siblings. And that's what she did. Um, So, again, you hear these amazing, amazing stories. Now, one of the things about Juanita is she is one of those uh, migrants from that Mixteco language. So she is bilingual in both Spanish and Mixteco. Because of that, Baja Bound asks her, Or has her come in and she serves as a translator. So, what's happening here is we are praying for a family who only speaks Mixteco. So, you're going to hear Rory there in the red baseball cap. She's going to be praying in English. It's going to be translated by Jeanette, who will be translating from Spanish on fly from English to Spanish. Then, Juanita will translate from Spanish to Mixteco. So I'm not going to play this whole thing, but you'll just kind of get a sense of what it sounds like.
2: Okay, orar.
1: And this family and this opportunity to meet them. And for Juanita for giving us the gift of being able to talk to them.
2: Y gracias por la vida de Panita y por la oportunidad de poder hablar con ellos. Um, I pray that you watch over them as they wait for their home.
1: Yo oro para que tu los protejas, Señor, mientras ellos esperan por su casa.
2: And that you provide a
1: home soon with warmth and a roof and protection for their family. Que that you provide a home segura with protección sobre a roof and protection for their family.
0: Born, all right so you get to sense a little bit of what mixed deles sounds like and i was i don't know i was smiling throughout because i just thought it's it's so amazing to be able to uh, to see that transition from English to Spanish, to mixed deco. Okay. And then this is, this is really exciting for us, for me. Um, so directly to my left, the two arrows we have Daniel and we call her Carol or Carolina. Uh, so Carol has been a part of, well, she's been a Baja education uh, scholarship recipient for a while. We met her back uh, when we first started. She was still probably at that point, late high school, early college. Uh, Just a delightful young lady. And she's been consistent in her faith and her authenticity. Uh, Back in 2019, her friend, (laughs) Danny, shows up. And uh, Danny gives a, a message. He, he, we, during our evenings, we have teaching time, we have worship time, we have teachings. And, and Danny was one of the speakers one night and Kato and uh, also spoke and translated a little, a little bit. And Danny spoke and I and a bunch of others felt like, wow, this, he's, he is a gifted teacher and speaker. He speaks the truth from the Bible, and we were excited, like, hey, I I think we have a future pastor here. And it turns out, yes, that's where he felt led. So earlier, uh, well, actually, no, (laughs) late last year, because we're in 2022 now, they actually launched a new church. Uh, which they call comunidad, and oh, I can intro, don't, don't ask me to pronounce that correctly. But basically translated, it is community experience. Uh, and then this past week, we were able to go on their um, go and visit and experience their Wednesday night worship service. And my wife Linda was actually the speaker. So she was introduced as being the first international speaker at their church. What's exciting, though, is that the, you know, Danny and Cotto being, you know, they're younger, right? And to launch a church in that community was a tremendous challenge for them. And they were scared. What was just Awesome to see was their community rallied around them. They wanted them to succeed, and so they supported them financially. They supported them showing up and and being a part of this new community that they're building out. Uh, so you see, Cato there, she's she plays kind of the chairperson, and mm-hmm. man, she is gifted. You could tell she's so passionate about that new church and loves it. And then, as you see there. Uh, Pastor Daniel, uh, bringing the word of God. And he is definitely a gifted speaker. Um, So we're really excited about that. And Baham Missions is trying to figure out how are we going to support them? Um, So we have a few people we've connected with, some donors who are now supporting them financially directly. Um, Ernesto and, and Marilyn and some other people have gone down there and provided chairs and audio equipment. Uh, We've connected with a few churches who maybe they've upgraded certain equipment, so now they have something that's old that would work perfectly well for them. So um, we're, we're trying to support them as best as we can, and we're praying for them, and we want them to succeed. And I will get back to them towards the end of this as well, so please remember Pastor Danny and Cuddle. Alright, so we're getting towards the end here, let me show you a quick video. This is like our, our, um, our sizzle reel, <laughs> for lack of a better term.
1: we Stay-
2: El cordero de Dios Digno es el rey que la muerte venció Digno es el cordero de Dios Digno es el rey que la muerte venció Digno es el cordero
0: So here are some frequently asked questions. Let's go over these real quick. Who can go? Anyone can go. Honestly, even if you are not part of the church, are not a believer, we don't care. Now we are unabashed in terms of what we're doing, why we're doing it. We are uh, God-based, biblically based, and and we're doing it because we want to share Jesus. Uh, but it doesn't matter if you want to come. We'll take. Anybody who's willing to serve. Next question, is it safe? I have not had a problem. Um, As I said, safety is our top priority. We have security protocols. We have medical professionals. We have contingency plans. Uh, I took my family. My daughter at the time was maybe 11, 12. um, And we had no qualms about her safety at all. Uh, And as mentioned, uh, we've had children as young as seven go. What are the requirements to go? This is really it. Uh, We have an online application. Minors have to have their parents fill out uh, a questionnaire. A hundred dollar deposit per person, right? We wanna make sure you have some skin in the game. A support letter with a list of 30 supporters, okay? That doesn't mean that they're all gonna support you, but we wanna know just, you know, who, who are you going to let know that you're going to go? Uh, valid passport. This is important if you want to come back. We can get you down there, but if you want to come back, you need a passport. And then we want you at all the team meetings. Well, here's a big question. What if I don't have any construction experience? And as mentioned before, Baham Bound provides everything. They provide training, tools, materials, Uh, And as I mentioned, also for Baja Missions, our view is a little different. We consider building secondary. We want you to meet with the families and play with the kids. We just ask you to be flexible, Uh, especially because we go during the wintertime. We are one of the few groups that will go during this time of year. Weather is always a wild card. (laughs) We saw it this past week. Uh, Christmas Day, we were looking at rain every single day. And it did rain every single day, but there was only maybe 10 minutes when we literally could not build. God really changed the weather pattern. we saw rain all around us, but during the build site, uh, the only time it rained there was overnight. So we were able to build four houses in three days. It was pretty amazing. A um, follow-up to that, uh, you know, if you don't have any construction experience, that's okay. But honestly, the Bible is pretty clear in terms of what is God is commanding to us. And I just put an example here that we really need to go out and we need to bring Jesus and, and his message of salvation to everywhere. Uh, and one of the beauties of Baja is, at least for those of us in Los Angeles, five, five and a half hour drive, we're there, right? It is that fast. Um, but geography obviously shouldn't make a huge difference either. And I'll talk about that later. Um, And also for this verse in Matthew, like we, we want to serve others, even the least of these, right. And when you, when you serve them, you're serving him also. Fundraising. What does that look like? And what does it go towards? Uh, Fundraising is as a team, because we don't expect a seven year old to raise as much as a uh, 30-year-old engineer working at Google or any tech company. Okay, so we raise it as a, as a team. Typically, we used to ask for $1,000 per person. That covers uh, transportation, insurance, uh, building materials, everything. We had to raise it to $1,500 because of inflation and just the price of lumber and other materials went up that high. Uh, so we'll, we'll say between $1,000 and $1,500 per person. As mentioned earlier, Baja Missions is now a full nonprofit, which means your uh, any donations are fully tax deductible. And those last two are how you can donate to Baja Missions, either by check or online. These are some of the things that your fundraising goes towards, obviously building materials, the VBS program that we put on, lodging and food for those who go. Van rentals, gas insurance, that is a huge cost for us. Um, but we have a company where they provide all of that. Tierra Furman Ministry, that is what we did for the, um, the migrant camp. So we went there, we packed food, we, we packed some, uh, we got uh, collected some used clothing and passed it out there. Uh, the BEI scholarships, I've talked about that before, and then t-shirts for the team. Do you need to know Spanish? No, uh, I don't speak Spanish at all. Uh, in fact, the funny story is when I first went, so for me, my mom raised me going, well, she was Japanese speaking. She sent me to Japanese school. Uh, so my my flip uh, switch language is to go to Japanese. So when I was down there and I'm building and I'm having somebody speak to me in Spanish, uh my my auto switch went to Japanese which obviously doesn't help us uh didn't help me so but no to answer your question you do not do not need to know Spanish Baja Down provides all translation and translators the project managers are all bilingual at least to a functioning degree what does the training schedule look like here's an example this was last year's training schedule so August September we will have a kickoff to introduce Baja missions, and this is what we're doing, especially for newcomers, Uh, and then by October 1st, the team is established, you need to turn in all of your application information, your deposit, etc, and then every meeting, or I'm sorry, every month, we will have a meeting and we'll have a dedicated training for that. What if I'm not in Los Angeles? Now, I understand most of you are probably in the Bay Area. And that's okay, because as you can see, we've had members from all over the US. So North Carolina, Boston, Chicago, Colorado, and San Jose. These people took meetings online, and then they joined us. I think everybody joined us in Los Angeles and left with us on December 27th. But if you wanna fly into San Diego or even Tijuana, we could probably arrange pickup there as well. Uh, But to answer this question, you do not need to be in Los Angeles in order to join us on the trip. Here's an example of the prayer letter or the sport letter that we mentioned earlier. It's got some information, especially on the second page, which you may find interesting. Uh, I can share this deck out later um, as well. So you can look at it later. Uh, here's some pictures of me because there were I didn't find any other pictures of me actually working so you can see that I actually did things so the picture on the right is me muddy. so you will expect to get muddy you will expect to get dirty down there as I mentioned the streets not paved it's all dirt so when it rains and we go during the winter time it's going to rain and it gets muddy a lot so Hard to be expected. All right, in closing, yes, we do provide housing and housing is important. Uh, as mentioned before, children under the age of four, uh, their highest incidence of, of death is infections from living on that dirt floor. So we wanna provide them a house, a roof you know, outside, so protected from the rain and the elements a place where they can feel secure. So this is the first time some of these parents have ever had a front door to lock up their home uh, and to secure their families. So we provide that, but here's the thing, that house is not gonna last forever. It's just not, it'll last several years. In fact, most of us have probably done something on our homes to, to refurbish them, right? House is not gonna last forever. Through the Baja Education Initiative, we provide an education, hopefully a a better life. But again, you provide somebody with financial means. I'm sure we all know people who have all the finances, all the money in the world, but they're still lost, right? They're still not complete. We also meet with the families. I meet with the kids, and this is great. Again, this is one of our our pillars. We believe in this. Uh, it is. It actually comes before building. But if we think of our own families, how many generations do we actually remember? Right. Some of us, most of us, will know our parents. Some of us will know our grandparents. How many of us know our great grandparents? By that time. We're going to be forgotten. I know nobody will remember or care who I am within two or three generations. Okay. So important, but again, not eternal or forever. So, what we want to do is we want to share Jesus with them. And this picture kind of represents, as best as we can, uh, just sharing Jesus to this community. And there's Two facets to this that really resonate with me. Number one, uh, for those of us who have either done um, like a senior convalescent home ministry, or if you've had to take care of uh, seniors, there's a certain, right? You you may not remember uh, your your own children or your spouse. You may not know what day it is. but for some of these people, if they have loved Jesus their entire lives, they have put Jesus as their number one, you know. Like you meet these people and, again, they won't remember sometimes their own children or, or what have you, but they will know and remember Jesus. You sing Amazing Grace or Greatest Thy Faithfulness or any hymn, and they are in the presence of God. And you know, without a doubt, that Jesus is their number one. And that's what we wanna provide these families, is that opportunity to know who Jesus is and make Jesus their number one, okay? So when the house is no longer there, when you know, none of these people remember what they did professionally, uh, they don't remember their children or their spouses or their friends, But they remember who Jesus is. Number two, and this just, this is, this picture was just from this past week. And this was one of my favorite moments for this past week. Okay, so this is uh, the family is the Camachos. And the Camachos, for me, when I met them, I put them as my number one priority. I was the only, I think I was the only Baja Missions leadership member who had them number one because i just saw this tremendous potential in them but to be completely honest and transparent i i wasn't 100 sure because their situation was so different than others they didn't have tremendous need per se like if you went to the camacho's house it was well kept um he had already put uh, or was putting three children through college Um, so he had means, uh, he was tremendously innovative, um, but there was something about him, like something about, I felt like return on investment here would be money well worth spent time, well worth spent. So we built this house for him and he was tremendously grateful. He was brought to tears. And I, if you can see in the parentheses, I've highlighted some of his children, he's got seven kids. Okay a uh, single dad, seven kids. And then I also highlighted Pastor Daniel and Cotto, who I referred to before. In this next picture, uh, I just got, well, the kids ran away. They ran off and played. <laughs> so I've got some of the older children. And that's Ricardo Camacho, the father, and then Cotto and Daniel. So when dad was sharing during the dedication, he said how Obviously, the house was an answer prayer, uh, but he had talked to Pastor Daniel earlier in the week, and they were saying how there are so many kids in that neighborhood. We ran VBS adjacent to his house. There were 30 kids running around playing games, and he just felt like he wanted to, to be a part of that. Uh, He had already made a commitment, I'm going to go to to your church, Uh, but he was wondering what could they do there, and Pastor Daniel and Kato said, well, let's do a VBS or a church here for the children, so then what Pastor Daniel had us do, instead of the normal dedication where we just stretch out our hand, he literally had us put our hands on this house, and as we prayed for this house, I finally understood this was not just a house. This was going to be a community center, right? It's gonna be a place where 30 plus kids are gonna learn who Jesus is. Just think of the tremendous impact of that. These kids will go back to their homes and share about what they've learned. So I thought that was awesome. Like, this is just so much more than just building a house. So those are the two things. Two two things that that, at least I hold near and dear to myself. So in closing, this is your call to action, Peninsula Hope Church. I pray in 2022, you will consider joining the 2022 Baja Missions team. Now, you may say, you know, I, I gave you frequently asked questions. You may say, I don't know construction. I'm not in the Los Angeles area. You may think of all these excuses. Um, you know, that's honestly between you and God. Uh, you may think physically you're not able, and maybe you're not. You know, That, that is certainly a possibility. Uh, we always need supporters and senders as well. So I pray you will consider being a part of the 2022 Baja Missions team one way or the other. There's my contact information below. On the left, you have my email, some of my social media handles. On the right, you have the Baja Missions team, their social media, Facebook, Instagram, and our website. And that's it, that is Baja Missions. Uh, Thank you, Peninsula Hope Church, for letting me share. Uh, Just something I'm truly passionate about and I love. If you have any questions, go ahead and put it in the chat. Uh, Put it in your um, YouTube comment feed. Uh, I don't know if maybe we'll have some time afterwards, but it looks like we're going to get back to service back in Redwood City. So thank you again. God bless you. Uh, Have a great 2022 and Happy New Year to everybody.